I pray, dear Lord, if there's somebody here today that has never accepted Christ as their Savior, that they'll understand by your word before we're through, as the Holy Spirit speaks through us to their hearts, that it's foolish to pass over the word of God. It's wise to listen to it and obey it. Blesses your people today. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen. Verse 3 says, A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. But the simple pass on and are punished. Dr. Lee Robson used to say that if you want people to remember your sermon, you want people to remember what you say as you preach, uh, I believe he called it homiletical preaching. I'm not sure if I remember it right or not. But he said, get uh, a title of your sermon with all uh, the same letters, if it begins with the same letters. And so I picked this morning divine destruction. So three Ds, three Ds. Destined, divine destruction. Destined for divine destruction. Now, notice with me, throughout the Word of God, God makes a great distinction between wise people and foolish people. Over and over again, you'll find that's true in the Word of God. God says, for instance, the wise will obey His Word, will obey God's Word. But He also says the foolish stumble on in chapter 10 and verse 8. The wise in heart will receive commandments, but a prating fool shall fall. Notice also the wise will be able to understand God's truth while it is divinely hid from the wicked. Daniel chapter 12 and verse 10 says, Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. So over and over again you find in the Bible that God makes it in the foolish, and he makes a distinction in this order, that the wise will listen to the word of God and obey it, and the foolish will run right on over. Will go right on by. Jesus also spake of this. Jesus made great distinction between the wise and the foolish. For instance, he likened the man who would hear and obey his gospel to a wise master builder who built his house upon a rock. And uh, when the winds blew and the rains came, that that house would stand in a time of storm of life. But he also likened the man who lost a, a hear leave uh, to a foolish man who built his house upon the sand and when the winds blew and so on. Turn with me to Matthew and let me, let me read it to you uh, if I can very quickly. In Matthew uh, chapter uh, 7, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these things of mine, and doeth them, and doeth them not, uh, shall be like unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rains descended, and the wind floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And so these verses plainly teach this. If you build your house upon the wisdom of God's word, it'll stand. That is your spiritual house, your spiritual life. 
But if you build your spiritual, uh, if you build your life apart from the Word of God, the storms of life will come upon your life, and your life will fall apart. And let's go again, if you would please, to Matthew chapter 25. Jesus also spoke of five wise and five foolish virgins. Look in Matthew chapter 25, verse 1. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be like unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They were foolish, took their lamps, and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom cared, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. Notice, I want you to notice something. There is ten virgins mentioned here. There's five wise and five foolish. All of them slept. All of them rose. All of them got up and began to trim their lamps. But watch 9 verse 8. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. In the Bible, the oil speaks of the Holy Spirit. And the five wise had the Holy Spirit in them. You cannot be saved. You see the Holy Spirit of God in you by faith. That is, you receive Christ and the person of the Holy Spirit indwells you. But the other five, they had no Holy Spirit. They had no oil. But the wise answered, saying, uh, uh, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. Can I give you something? Verse 9 says, Sir, if you go ahead and be foolish, you go ahead and receive not the Lord Jesus Christ, you go ahead and not get the Holy Spirit like the Bible says for you to get, nobody can give it to you. There's only enough of the Holy Spirit for me. I can't give you part of the Holy Spirit. Only God can give you the Holy Spirit. And so uh, you come later on in life and you say, Oh, Daddy, don't let me go to hell. Oh, Mama, don't let me go to hell. And you die without Christ. They can't help you. There's nobody can help you if you die without the Holy Spirit in you. And then verse 10 says, And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. I want to give you something this morning. Jesus is coming. And he's coming very soon. I believe he's coming very soon. And we all want to see him. You have the Holy Spirit in you. It is a desire in you to see the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. And the door was shut. And afterwards came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour when in the Son of Man cometh. I want to give you something this morning. Over in the book of Proverbs, uh, the greatest, the wisest man that ever lived, the Bible says, birds in the pen of the Holy Spirit says, A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. Brother, you better get hid in the Christ Jesus. The only way you can get hid is in Christ. And the wise man gets hid. But the foolish, the simple, pass right on over, pass right on over, and are punished. Now, to put it simple then, the Bible teaches that the man or the woman who gets saved from sin is acting the part of wisdom. The one who procrastinates and takes lastly the manner of his soul, death is a fool. Notice the wise here, those who are wise in the eyes of God, emphasize the spirit. 
While the foolish emphasize the carnal, the wise emphasize the eternal. While the foolish live only for the temple, that is the now. The wise man gives preeminence to the soul. The foolish gives the emphasis to the body. The wise give emphasis to the unseen. While the foolish live only for that which they can see now. The wise live for the world to come. While the foolish fall, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. That's the difference between the wise and the foolish. Only a foolish person will go on in life not concerned about their sinful life and then stand before a live, righteous God. Let me give you some things this morning. I wish you'd pin down. Notice, number one, they pass on in spite of repeated warnings. Repeated warnings. Did you know what the Bible commands us to do? The Bible commands the saved person to go out and warn the loss of the penalty of sin, the day of judgment, and the wrath to come. You listen to me very carefully, over and over. Today, in this modern day that we're living in, you can't turn on a radio. You can't turn on a TV. If you pass it around, if you move the stations around, you get that little flicker and you go from one end of the station to the other, you get the radio and you start turning it. You can't go to the radio unless you hear Jesus say, Jesus say, that Jesus is coming. You will find the word of God being read on the radio and the TV. You pick up the paper, God, in the paper. Every avenue you turn today, somebody is pleading with you. Somebody is trying to tell you, wake up, sir. Wake up, ma'am. Wake up, young person. Don't be foolish. Be as a wise person. Be warned of God. The day of judgment is coming. The wrath of God is going to fall. Here the other day, here a while back, I was talking to a person, and I was talking to them about there's a fire of God coming. Hell is on its way. It's coming. The wrath of God is coming. You know what they said? They came back, well, doesn't run in hell. God wouldn't do a thing like that. He's a God of love. I said, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. God doesn't send anybody to hell. God did not prepare hell for mankind. Did you know that? Hell was never prepared for mankind. Hell was prepared for the devil and the fallen angels. And if you'll get in the Bible, you'll find that's a truth from the Word of God. God prepared hell for the devil and the fallen angels that fell in rebellion against him. But he said, if you rebel with them, if you go on down the line with them, then every man that rejects the blood atonement of the Lord Jesus Christ, every time it rejects the repeated warnings of the word of God and the preachers. Let me give you some for instance in the Bible. Do you remember the wicked Pharaoh in Moses' day? Oh, wicked Pharaoh was warned by God because God said to him, How long will thou refuse to humble thyself before me? So wicked Pharaoh was warned, but he was a foolish man, and he died in his sins. Belshazzar, that pleasure-mad king, he had seen how God had humbled proud Nebuchadnezzar, his own grandfather. Be before God weighed Belshazzar in the divine balances and found him wanting, he had been warned by the preaching, the prophecy, and the godly life of that great prophet Daniel. And over and over again he warned him. Did you know Pilate, that one there who stood in the, 
weighing the Lord Jesus Christ, if you would please, had warning. Did you know his own wife came to him and gave him a note? It read like this, How thou nothing to do with that many things this night in a dream because of him. In Matthew chapter 27 and verse 19, as Pilate stood at the crossroads of all eternity, about to decide between Christ and a murderer, heaven or hell, his wife's solemn warnings came to him. But when he would not listen, now he's burning in a burning lake of fire forever and ever. He's still there. Let me ask you something. Who was the wise here? Was it Pilate? Was it Belshazzar? Was it Pharaoh? No, the Bible says they were foolish. Fiddle. I remember standing at the foot of a person's bed several years ago and pleading with them over and over as I'd go and I'd stand at their bedside and I'd say, ma'am, would you accept Christ as your own personal Savior? Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. And I knew this person real well. And I talked to them about the hell was waiting. And I'll never forget as long as I live. The moment that she died and she would not accept the Lord Jesus Christ as her Savior. And as I stood there at her bedside, I heard her cry out in agony. Help me, somebody. My feet is burning. I'm on fire. And she went out into eternity. I was there. I know. Listen to me. Let me ask you something. Who is the foolish here? Who is the wise there? Why would anybody, why would anybody be warned over and over and over by the tears of people and then walk away from them? But they do. They do. They pass on, the foolish pass on right on over the tears and the weeping of people. And then they pass on over the wooing of the Holy Spirit in the invitation. I never want to coerce somebody to make a decision in the Lord Jesus Christ falsely. I never want to do that. I'm very careful about that. But in giving the invitation to come to the Lord Jesus Christ in, in every preaching service, I often say this, listen to that small, still voice that's speaking to your heart. Do you hear it? By the way, you can't sit under the preaching of the Word of God. It doesn't soak. He always uses the Word of God to prick your heart and talk to you. And you're sitting there right now, same as I am preaching the Word, he's speaking to yours. That wooing of the Holy Spirit, drawing you to Christ Jesus, speaking to you very calmly, speaking to your sins, and speaking to your heart, speaking to your spirit, trying to draw you to Christ Jesus. Let me ask you something. How many times have you said under that? How many times have you said under the preaching of the Word of God? How many times have you had the Holy Spirit woo you and talk to you? Some pass right on over that. I remember the night that I got saved. I sat and heard a preacher preach. The saving faith that was in the Lord Jesus Christ I was unworthy sinner on my way to hell. I didn't deserve anything but a burning lake of fire. And Jesus loved me so much that he died for me. That's grace. And if I'd put my simple faith and trust him to save me, he'd do it. And the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. Now, I'm not like Jimmy Swaggart and a hundred-foot Jesus stood at my bedside and said to me, No, no, that's not scriptural. That's not true. What is true, though, is the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said to me, Why don't you? Won't you put your faith in him? And down that aisle I went and I put my trust in him. And by the way, 
I'm still saved. I'm still in. Brother, he keeps his promise. Who's the foolish? Who's the wise? Somebody stands outside the tent door at night, I get saved and say, I don't believe that foolishness. I don't believe that rod. Somebody getting up there preaching that Jesus saved and God had sent his son to die. And they laugh and joke and make fun of somebody preaching the blood atonement of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they laugh and snicker in church. And they laugh as they go out the door. The foolish here, the one that weeps and comes to the altar, the ones that receives eternal life or the one that walks away and goes to eternal hell? Who's the foolish? Who's the wise? Wisest man that ever lived said the one that receives Christ is. The one that walks away from Christ is the foolish. They pass on the, pass the wooing of the Holy Spirit. Let me, let me show you what the Bible says about that. Turn over with me, please, to John, please. And I'll hurry along because I want to finish. John chapter 16 and verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is going to speak it now here. What? For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. Notice, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. I preached sermons in this church, in this pulpit, and I've had husbands come up to me and say, my wife's been talking to you. and preached on everything I've been doing all week long, telling us, telling you what's going on in our house. I've had uh, wives that call me and just uh, chew me out uh, for listening to what their husband has been telling on them, and I didn't know what they're talking about. Eh? Ain't nobody come to me. Ain't nobody told me a thing. I preach the simple word of God. God point his finger right on you by the wood of the Holy Spirit. And God's trying to draw you to him. But I'm going to hit right on it by the word of God because that is the wooing of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says my job is to preach the scriptures. That's all I'm supposed to do. All I'm supposed to do is preach the Holy Spirit's job is to reach out to your heart and tap on your heart's door. Say, can I come in? Would you listen? Would you come? Would you obey? Because he'll reprove your sin. He'll point his finger right on your sin. He'll reprove your sin, and he will prove you. He will tell you about the judgment to come, and he'll tell you of righteousness, how you can get saved. Now, you have to make a decision. And the foolish will say, I decide against God. I decide against Christ. I have no part of him. I don't want him in my life. Eat, drink, and be merry. I'm not giving up what I got for Christ. But the wise will say, there's nothing worth my soul. There's nothing worth going to hell for. I'll trust Jesus Christ. That's the difference. That's the difference in walking right on over the wooing of the Holy Spirit. Listen to this. As I study the Bible, I believe there are five steps which can lead a person across God's deadline. And I believe there is such a thing as God's deadline. To a certain place in life, they can't turn back. I've had people come down here at this altar, and I'd go down with them under the conviction power of the Holy Spirit. And I'd go down to pray with them. I said, can I help you? Can I pray with you? And they say, yes, preacher, I, I come just to pray. I come because 
I want to be saved. I want to go to heaven. I said, well, it's simple. Let me go with you. And I go right down the Romans road. Believe on Lord Jesus Christ. Thou shalt be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And I wish I could believe that. I wish I could trust that. And I've had him to say afterwards that I've talked to him, preacher, years ago. I had a man sit down with me and try to get me in. I could have been saved back then, but I refused. And I've had been dealt with years and time and again, and I refused. What's the matter now? I know what's the matter. They crossed over God's deadline. He's come to the place. Doesn't have any effect on him anymore. The Holy Spirit don't talk to him anymore. They close off. You say, but they have a desire. Wait a minute. Now I want to show you something. Five things that the person has to do five steps to get to this place. Number one is resisting the strivings of the Holy Spirit. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 3 says, My spirit shall not always strive with me. Now, I know what that's talking about. I, I know it's talking about the flood's coming, okay? But this word of God says, God shall not always strive with you. But he is striving with you today if you'll let him. But there will come a time. Oh, wait a minute. The second step. Refusing to humble yourself before God. If, if Exodus chapter 10 and verse 3 says, How long will thou refuse to humble thyself before me? If you refuse and refuse and refuse to humble yourself before God. That's another step. The third step is refusing to be drawn to Christ. John chapter 6 and verse 44 says, No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. That which God is drawing you to the Lord Jesus Christ, saying to you, Come to Jesus. Come to the Lord Jesus. Come and trust him. You keep refusing that. You just keep on. You'll cross over that deadline. The fourth is neglecting God's salvation. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 3 says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? And you go on and you study uh, Hebrews there, and it talks about if you neglect. You know what that means? If you hear about it, if you hear the teaching of the word of God, that Jesus' blood is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Precious is it. And you just walk right on. in your life that you'll harden your heart. That's the next step. That's the next step. Hardening your heart against the voice of God. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 7 and verse 8 says, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost says, today if you will hear your heart as in the provocation. Now often people come to me in tears and broken hearts asking me, Preacher, have I sinned so great a sin that I've crossed over God's deadline? Is it too late for me to be saved? You know what my answer is to him? Not as long as you're convicted right now. Not as long as you've got a broken heart right now. If 
You got a broken heart that's not hardened right now? If you'll open your heart to Jesus right now, if you will hear him right now, any man can be saved. I don't care where you come or where you are, but when you get to the place that you harden your heart and say, I don't care what the Bible says, I'm not going to be saved. I'm not coming. Brother, you're doomed. Let me give you another one. They pass on over the weeping of God's people. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Once when David was in hiding, 